Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Thoughts and Shares. I am your host, Dakota Conduct. And in this episode, we welcome the RuPaul of Chicago, Miss Tranica Rex is on the show. Today, we talk all about Tranica and her drag, Tranica's top tips for starting a new drag show, how to be a good host, and of course, our thought of the week. Now, this week's opening music is Hey Champ, and this is their song, Silver City, an ode to Chicago. Check them out on Spotify where they have their full catalog of music. Now, let's get to sharing our thoughts. All right, welcome out to the 38th episode of Thoughts and Shares. I'm your host, Dakota Conduct, and I'm joined by our senior intern of the show, Casey on the Couch is here. Hi, Dakota. How are you? I am great. I'm back from South Bend, Indiana. Yeah. It was my first time there. I had a show on Friday at the Dockside with Miss Carrie DeCross, and I got to meet Patience Eau Claire as well, and it was a really fun show and good weekend. Sounds good. Well, uh, we're not only joined by Casey, we have a very special guest here. We got Miss Tranica Rex here. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> Hello. So happy. So honored to be your 38th option. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, when I think of Chicago drag, yeah. you're at I'm least in, in my top, top 38, 38 yeah. right? Well, we've had multiple guests on other episodes, so you're like somewhere in the 40s. That's true. Actually. We've had oh, Mickey yeah. Mirage on here yeah. twice, and Alexis yeah. Bevels twice. <laughs> Dixie <Right>? Lynn twice. <laughs> yes. You've had every janitor on fucking Hall said. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just, yeah. just finally got it. Like, I guess, like, yeah. guess we'll have her. There's an opening of the schedule, yeah. It's Lollapalooza weekend. Everyone else is busy. Yes, exactly. But it is Market Days coming up, so mm-hmm. do you have anything going on for that? Uh, yeah, we have a, a, a huge show at Berlin. Uh, the Princess is going to be here. Mm-hmm. Marty Gold Cummings from uh, Shade Queens of NYC. Yeah, I'm so mm-hmm. excited for her. Demita Debon Sanchez from mm-hmm. uh, Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, Anya Androvna. And then we have uh, Camilla Fox and uh, Dita Ritz and Teneroni. Oh so gosh. that's going to be a huge show. So when you have all these different ones from different parts of the country, do you like make them bunk up or do you just like get a block of rooms? Um, <laughs> I mean, in that case, uh, they're all kind of like coming independently because they're working okay. like other events. Okay, So it. I'm not necessarily like, uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily like uh, putting Scheduling them all in. All yeah, because yeah. I say that'd be a lot of I'm like, not logistics. In of their itineraries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're gonna be here for the weekend, so I'm like, nice. do as many shows as you want to, just do mine on time. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited specifically for Marty because um, yes. so Casey used to live in New York, mm-hmm. and I would go to Marty's show all the time. She had a karaoke show. She's at so Pieces. fucking good live. Yes, she's incredible. Yeah. So. Last time she was at matinee, probably two years ago, year and a mm-hmm. half ago, she was like standing on the bar yeah. and jumping across, yeah. and everyone's. Just going fucking nuts. Yeah, so, yeah she's, she's amazing. Super entertaining. Yeah, I consider her very similar to like Nina West. Where like yeah. Nina, oh, I'm obsessed with Nina West. I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, so Nina like runs Columbus, and I feel like Marty kind of runs New York. You know? I don't know about that. Oh really? You know? <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know if she runs the New York. I think she she's a producer on Shade Queens of NYC. So she's that's pretty big. Yeah. Well, like so okay. she probably looks like she does more than she yeah. does. <laughs> okay, but like but outside Nina of, like, has the key to the city of Columbus. Nina does. The mayor yes, gave it to her. Does. Yeah. So uh, and she's raised like over a million dollars in yeah uh, yeah and. Marty, you know, God forbid, she wears a wig sometimes. So. <laughs> oh, you're coming for your own guest. <laughs> I mean, right? I still have an opinion. Right? That's true. Yeah. Hey, so, you know, we always start off our show with a little game, and we picked a, a random question from the internet, and Casey, what was that question? The question was, in your opinion, because, you know, it's subjective. Yes. <laughs> what is the grossest food you've had to eat and pretend to like in order to be polite? Because, oh, like, you go to yes. someone's house or, or like, your grandma <laughs> spent all day making this thing and you don't want to disappoint them and you choke down a bite. Yes. Like, what was that yeah, thing? Yeah, like, you're at, like, a dinner party or something. Like, yeah. put a plate in front of you. are like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, this is mm-hmm. beef done. So, Tranica, what about you? Um, I mean, I can't get through an interview without name-dropping kimchi, which I'm sure is efficiently <laughs> irritating at this point. But this yeah. was the first thing that came to mind. We had a, a potluck at my house for Thanksgiving four or five years ago, and everyone brought something, you know, like the traditional, you know, things. And yeah, Kim yeah. 
not to be outdone, has to bring a Korean specialty, which is salted duck eggs, which is exactly Ooh. what it sounds like. Yeah. It's just like basically a giant hard-boiled egg that tastes like salt. And everyone's like trying to be really nice because we love her, but <laughs> uh-huh. it tastes exactly what you think it's going to taste like. And there's like stuffing and ham and, and like green beans and then these just sad like gray salty eggs sitting in rice. And yeah. I'm like, like not to be ignorant, but this is not what I want. Yeah. <laughs> right. no. Thanks, girl. And it was yeah, like, thanks. this is still great. Yeah. And then it was like two weeks later, I was like, what the fuck did you bring to my potluck? Like, <laughs> you couldn't have picked up some fucking like Popeye's biscuits or something. Like, you couldn't have done something. Salted duck eggs like kill me. Uh, are duck eggs smaller than chicken eggs? I think they're tinier, bigger, bigger, aren't they? I think they're bigger. I don't know. Let's just go with bigger. I don't. Yeah. All I remember is they were disgusting. I spent very little time. I'm acknowledging their presence and I moved on. I was like, thanks, gal. Thanks. It was like, we're just going to put these over by the windowsill. Right. Yes. Yeah. Come on. Make huge room, right? right? Yeah. 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 All right, Casey, what about you? So it was when I was a kid. So this is my personal opinion. So my family goes like mushroom yeah. hunting every, you know, they hunt for yeah. mushrooms in the woods, you know, the whatever. Oh, wow. Wait, that, wait I actually don't thing. know about this. Okay, I grew up in D.C., but you grew oh. up in, like, small town Ohio. Yeah. So, like, mushroom hunting <laughs> yeah, is this, a I've family never occasion. It is. It's like Easter egg hunting, but mushrooms. Yeah, but so, for poor people. Exactly. Right? Yeah, but for hillbillies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're out there rooting right. for dinner. Yeah. If you come back empty, right. you don't eat dinner. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> Roadkill hunting. Right. Thank yeah. you. Don't No, I've seen people eat squirrel. Yeah. It's horrifying. Oh, yeah. But I've never ate squirrel to be polite. Yeah. I never have. No. But so I thought the mushrooms they so they would cook my grandpa would cook them yeah. and like he would dredge them in flour and fry them in butter and it oh, was like the only amazing. thing he made. I know that's why I preface like I think that now I would like them but as a kid I thought they were the grossest thing ever. The smell made me mm-hmm. want to vomit and yeah. I remember running into the living room and burying my head under a pillow so I wouldn't be able to <laughs> smell it because uh, I was a subtle oh child. Yeah. But I did try them. Like, you know, I would always eat one in front of him. Mm, this is yeah. so great because it's like the only thing he cooked. Like, that's the only thing he knew how to make and I didn't want to like <gasps> make, oh. make all that effort, you know, all that foraging for nothing. Yeah. That was like my mom had like two things that she could make. Uh-huh. It was like she would like strike gold by like finding how to make something that I liked and then just make that for like two fucking years. And yeah. Like, oh it's like you liked God. it originally and now you're yeah. like, I've had then this you figured out you times. just like Yeah, you just like don't say you like anything because <laughs> yeah. you're going to eat that the rest. So I was exactly. like, mom, lean cuisines are on sale again. Yeah. It's like, fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to eat chicken and rice and beans for the 40th day in a row. Right. Oh, or she's like, uh, Breakfast for dinner. I'm like, <laughs> breakfast for dinner. No more pancakes. That's some poor people shit. Yeah, that is. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, the, you know you're poor when your Bloody Mary consists of vodka and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the poor yeah. man's drink. And a pickle instead of a cucumber. Right. Or, or when you've made flour and tomato paste and that's your meal. I've heard of someone who once had to do that in grad school. You know what? <laughs> they are doing just fine now, so you can just <laughs> sit on that story. Right. What right, about so, you? The worst thing I ever had to eat is I went to a, a friend was throwing a dinner party and uh-huh. um, and you know this friend but we'll talk about yeah, that after yeah. the show and so he was really trying to like do something big and special and so he made this risotto but you, you ever you ever like make one oh, thing you're like that's God. good so mm-hmm. let's add another because I like cheese and oh, then I no. also like bacon then I also like sage and like the list goes on and uh-huh. on this was like a 15 ingredient risotto that just yeah. ended up being mush and risotto's a uh, an endeavor in itself. It is. It's delicate flour. Yes. yes. And yeah, she she tried real hard. It ended up being so much butter and cheese in it that it was yellow risotto. <laughs> like like urine what kind of cheese risotto. was it? Was I, it like a block of cheddar? I don't, I don't remember, but I do remember there was bacon and sage in there. And I was just like, and you took one bite of this and it was the most <laughs> like that was flavor <laughs> is hitting you. Yes. And it's like a pit yeah. in your stomach because it's so much butter. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think uh, it was mostly yellow from the butter yeah because it was 
it was that kind of color and it was so bad but I was like I'm just gonna keep going that's and I, horrifying once I got to the halfway mark I was like okay this is the most I can eat without them questioning why I haven't had their food yeah. so oh. yeah it wasn't so bad like it was a weird thing it wasn't like you yeah. know beef tongue which someone also made me eat once and it was oh gross. I loved Have it beef tongue um, it's good I don't know if I would <laughs> well what's the consistency it kind of remind it, it reminded me of sort of um like like cured sausage or something, but it was fried crispy. I would try it. Yeah. Oh, work! I would yeah. definitely try that. Yeah, it was like Girl oh, and the yeah. Goat, and it was fabulous. So yeah. I oh, tried hell it. Yeah, Girl yeah. and Goat. Yeah. That's true. You know, it yeah. was good. Yeah, it yeah. was good, and you were a good sport. You tried, I tried it, Dakota. It. I did. It was good. <laughs> well, I loved it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but you're a chef, and so you like to like be yeah. you know exploring with. I your would food never cook beef tongue at home but no. I'll order it out yeah, my mom used to always say if you're going out to eat with someone and you don't like totally know about them or their taste or anything just eat a meal before you go so you're not <laughs> mad yeah and also okay. and yeah. also like if you're going on a blind date you eat a full meal so when you get there you're like mm, god I'm just such a light eater right? <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile I had like two public subs at home <laughs> but, but yeah that's so funny it was actually a scam. it was like it's a very like southern uh, lady scam yeah, yeah. I love so, that. It's cute. So I'm actually really excited that you're on our show because, like, personally, you're not my 38th queen for any reason other than the fact that, like, I wanted to make sure that our show was oh, tight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but seriously, I would very much look up to you, and you're definitely someone that, you know, runs a mm-hmm. lot of the city here. Well, thank so you. I've been enjoying your podcast as well. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious, like, I know you started, like, what, six-ish years ago? Eight. Eight years. Okay. Yeah. And when, for you, did it kind of become more of a career? Because at the beginning, I think, were you just kind of checking out drag? Um, yeah, I mean, I I was raised by my grandpa, who, uh, he was an art dealer, and he, uh, uh, he kind of lived off the grid, I would say. I mean, he just had a non-traditional job, and I knew my whole life, like, I went to school for business and stuff, but I knew my whole life that I was just kind of looking for the thing that was going to like be, it was going to be my job, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like I worked a bunch of retail and it was just kind of like keeping me busy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I grew up doing theater. So I thought that was originally going to be what was going to like, you know, be what I made money off of. Uh, and then I kind of found drag through, it was like probably season one, season two of drag race when my friends started watching it and I was like, yeah, yeah, let me try this out. And you know, if I, if I am going to go for something, I'm going to fucking go for it. So Mm -hmm. like, I just was like, I, I'm gonna my end goal is to make this my career in like three years yeah um, oh so, so from the beginning you really kind of sought it out like that I yeah it was my yeah I okay. mean it was kind of a one thing led to another thing yeah. but I, I think if you really like something the universe will kind of point you towards how to make it yeah. a career or whatever you know mm-hmm. so I uh, just kind of like said yes to a series of projects and kind of uh, uh, just yeah, I, yeah. I wound up at matinee and it was like the light went off and was like, I got fired from my day job like four or five years ago. And I was like, yeah, fuck that. Like, yeah, I got this. Like, I know that this is the universe telling me go for it. So I just fucking went for it. And I took up, I mean, mm-hmm. I still did like bartending shifts at Scarlet when mm-hmm. I used to work there. Mm-hmm. I used to work the door. I did all the things. But the end goal was like, all right let me chip away this uh, this Sunday shift so I can do another drag shift and slowly yeah. like let me be full-time. So yeah. Now, yeah. It's been about five, five years full-time. Okay, four wow. Years full-time now, did now. you have anyone to show you the ropes with drag or did you kind of <laughs> learn on your own? Yeah, or, I had a like, queen named Roberta Cleveland who uh, she okay. now, um, she's uh, transitioned and has a kid and has a, uh, a husband oh, wow. and lives in Detroit and I think pretty much stopped doing drag completely. But um, yeah, uh, she... Uh, showed me how to do it, uh, and I was just absolutely terrible for the first couple of years. <laughs> she moved away pretty soon after yeah. teaching me, but she was the one. I, I think that's the hardest part of getting into drag is having someone kind of uh, tell you how to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you have to like you develop your own too. Yeah. So it's like you need to get like the pointers, but then you also need to find what works for you. Yeah, yeah, um, like. Yeah. The yeah. first time someone teaches you how to do makeup, you just like, okay, so am I just yeah. going to try to not look like you really hard, even though this is all I know? <laughs> yes. You know, like I was never yeah. a makeup person. It's like super hard for me to do makeup still. Like I, mm. it stresses me out, but now, you know, you do it so many times. Yeah. 
Um, I was a, a, a like I always like drew and and you know I did like yeah so you had like two D art when I was little yeah, yeah I grew up in an artistic like house so, but for me like to actually do things like yeah. on my face was like super hard so there was a yeah. learning curve there absolutely <laughs> and yeah. then jumped even before that so you're from Florida originally yeah. right How I just did you had end up my in Chicago I just had my ten year anniversary last week wow yeah congratulations. Yeah. Fucking love it here. Yeah, I don't know if I could live anywhere else. Yeah, we love it. Same. Um, yeah, like right. it's just yeah. I I moved here with the intention of it being a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like after two years of living here, I was like, okay, guys, I'm moving to New York, oh, and right. I had just started drag, and um, I went so far as I had a going away party. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't and, know this. And then it just everything just kind of fell apart. Like I went to New York to try to find a place to live and it wasn't working. And I went there and was like, nah, mm, yeah. this is not what I like romanticized it yes. to be when mm-hmm. I was like watching SNL when I was little. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a common narrative. Yeah. That we yeah, identify we with. We experience that very much. It's just like, <laughs> I could live here for one fourth of the price mm-hmm. with people that I've already established connections with. Mm-hmm. And there's something just so friendly about, yeah. Uh, Chicago anyways and New yeah. York I mean it's thing is that it's just like it's going it's going Ooh. it's rough it's hard and uh, and yeah the girls that uh, do well there I mean they do fabulous but yeah. it, it's just not my flavor yeah. I, this is my my shit so yeah. yeah so I just decided you know what I'm staying I'm staying I'm renewing my lease again I figured it out and then soon after one of my uh, friends from Tampa was like I'm moving to Chicago like do you need a roommate and it was like a month before my lease was up and so mm-hmm. we moved in together and it just kind of shaped my next like few years yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah I'm very thankful yeah. that I'm still here <laughs> well we are too Yeah. and then so the yeah. motivation to get out of Florida was really just just like to eventually get to New York or uh, like yeah. what, what puts Chicago I mean, on the map for you? Well, the, the motivation to get out of Florida is, you know, ever going to Florida. You're like, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. Vacation. You spend more than yeah. four days. You're like, okay, I shouldn't mm-hmm. be leaving like, <laughs> unless I intend to like, like no shirt, no shoes, no problem for the rest of my yeah. life, which is why people move there. They yeah. move there to like escape the law or like <laughs> die right. or, you know, it's kind of true. It escape is true. The I say like I said like growing up in Florida like it's weird everyone's so transient like here you go to a like sports bar and everyone's watching the TVs cheering on the same team right yeah if you go in Florida there's people at any given time of the year visiting from the north the south the east the west anywhere and they're on vacation or they're first generation living there and Mm -hmm. everyone's like cheering for different teams right until i moved here i didn't get that like everyone just like cheers for the bulls (laughs) really well i mean you know you that's so funny you yeah i mean to some extent you think about the local stuff in florida but it's like the gators uh, right (laughs) yeah yeah like that's what like my stepdad and stuff would cheer for the gator go gators the gators um Yeah, I went to USF. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just a transient place. Like everyone's kind of like just come from somewhere else or they're going to leave or they came there to die or, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you left there and decided to live, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I had been to Chicago when I was in eighth grade and it just always left a good impression on me. I was here for a couple days. I came with my grandpa and I remember just thinking that it was like a, a friendly big city and you know you think of how many big cities in new york la chicago where else i don't know i'm not moving in texas or something right. I don't yeah. know. dallas I'm yeah dallas, I'm moving there. yeah and i was like well la is kind of like uh, uh you know i don't know i i like the idea of living somewhere with seasons yeah um so i thought i'd try it yeah. out and i do think and that seasons are they they change uh like your state of mind so much in florida you wear the same outfit Throughout the entire year, mm-hmm. you eat the same foods, you do the same thing because yeah. the season doesn't really change you. But here, you know, you get that first day of winter or yeah. summer or spring, mm-hmm. whatever, and it, you change your outfit, you change your attitude, you change your decorations in your house. Yeah. But in Florida, you wear the same fucking cargo shorts and uh, flip flops every day. Oh, cargo you know? shorts. And yeah. it gets cold and you throw on that, you know, uh, Aeropostale hoodie. Right. And cold yeah. like oh. fi- is like 55 degrees, right? Uh, oh, that's cold. cold. <laughs> it's like you're wearing long johns in 50 yeah. degrees. And like, there will be so like funny. ice 
posts on your windows and yeah. they'll like there'll be advisories they'll open yeah. up like shelters when it's like 50 degrees like they'll open up shelters <laughs> yes that's so it's crazy the community center is yeah. like what filled with homeless people on those days yeah do you ever go back to florida and do drag there or? i've never done drag there oh really no but i go back every uh Usually Christmas and Thanksgiving to visit my mom and my grandmama. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But like Chicago's very much now your home. Oh, this yeah. is like much it. I can't yeah. believe I've lived here 10 years, but yeah. I've loved every second of it. So cool. Yeah. So when you threw your going away party and then you decided <laughs> to stay, what'd your friends say? Oh, they were like, you fucking scammer. <laughs> right? <laughs> Did everyone give you these like gifts too? Like, oh, here's this. Yeah. No, I kind of, I, I just like made it a party, but it, it was like at the party, I was like, guys, I'm not really moving. Cause it was all kind of a last <laughs> minute thing. Cause you know, it's hard to move to New York. Like, uh, I had been like a month before and like you couldn't even, no, I went like two months before and you couldn't even like, uh, look at apartments. Yeah. Uh, like that's how quickly it moves. Uh, they were like, if you want to move in somewhere, it's got to be in like two weeks. And I was like, Mm -hmm. uh, I came here like two months before (laughs) and there's like nothing to look at. And so then I kind of like came back and like shuffled my feet and was like, uh, I had already like created this narrative that I was moving <laughs> and I was like, surprise guys, I'm fucking staying here. So sorry. That's so funny. Yeah. Cause I've heard that. Well, Mickey at one point told me that like you used to have really giant hair and everyone else always wondered where Tranica got her giant hair from. <laughs> so I don't know if, if there's a story to, behind well, this back or in the day, we used to just stack wigs. Cause we no yeah. no one knew how to do hair yeah so we would you know if you're wearing a wig that's a foot tall you're wearing five wigs and 15 trash bags like because you didn't know how to fucking tease it now yeah. my hair yes. is that big and it's one it's one wig, wig. Yeah. because you know sarah andrews is that smart so or yeah. camilla fox yeah. yeah but uh yeah you just bought a bunch of fucking wigs and Prayed that they stayed on. <laughs> your head. Yeah, there was this one night that yeah. I wanted my hair to be so big. I had, I think, 12 wigs on. So I had. Oh like, my gosh, really? Yes, I had the like, same wig? Um, the, like variation. Okay, they changed uh-huh. colors. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. horrible for the record. This was like four years ago. So I had like I probably photos. four or five on my head. Yeah. And then I had for, for volume and body and everything, whatever. Uh, it was literally like basically a backpack. Like it was just like attached to the, yeah, to the back of my neck. Yeah. And it just like hung down. But you, I, I love mean, this. in theory, yes. But I looked okay. a mess because it's like 15 <laughs> different lengths of hair and like yeah. some blonde highlights that were sticking <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. But it was a mess. But that, yeah, that was very old Chicago. Yeah. We just wear a bunch of fucking so wings. I'm sure you've Amazon. seen that like, and that's almost like silly to say that, but that there's just been such an evolution in drag. I mean, in the past, specifically like three, four years. I so mean, you couldn't what's find that been like you couldn't find a like competitively priced lace front mm-hmm. like eight years ago. You couldn't find no. that stuff. It yeah. was all those are all on the like four hundred dollar shelf. I mean, now the fact. Wow. That, I mean, the I remember the first time you could find that like heads and threads. Uh, which is the big wig shop that we would mm-hmm. always go to in uh, Wicker Park. I remember the first time they had like a wig that was like a non brown, black, or blonde. It was like a green wig and it was lace front. And we were all like, they're doing like drag centric, you know, yeah. colors now. Um, because, yeah, a lot of people weren't wearing lace fronts and uh, like girls yeah. until the last like five or six years. And there weren't like a, a company like Wig Take up to help no. like craft this for that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have that. It was just so frustrating. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had even become like one of the major areas uh, for a drag. I mean, yeah. like three, four years ago, we started to get like a bigger name. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we would have to send out for wigs to, yeah. yeah. So now it's just more accessible than ever. Oh my God, but like, what do you think so about easy. that? Do you think it's, it's, you know, bettering the community and making it easier? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the more, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So why don't we take a quick break and we come back, we're going to keep talking to Tranica all Man. about her drag. Oh. Queens, just a reminder that Friday, August 17th, we've got our birthday slash six-month anniversary show for Spectrum, a show that showcases the full spectrum of drag. This month, we are featuring all the way from Indianapolis, Miss Mary Fagdalen will be headlining our show. 
In addition, we've got incredible performers such as Enza, Tasha Salad, Sherry Flambe, Pastry, No Offense, and Little Alice. The show starts at 10 p.m. at the Closet in Boys Town, just down the street from Roscoe's at Roscoe and Broadway. There's no cover, but it is a cash bar, so bring dollars for tips and drinks. Come out and experience the full spectrum of drag and wish us happy birthday. See you there. back we've refreshed our cocktails and i'm excited just to keep learning about tranica um so i was kind of curious about you know your approach to chicago drag and kind of like you know how there's been all these new competitions and like lots of new queens coming in what's your take on that and do you think that it's still growing as much as it's been the past two years or do you think it's kind of leveled out a little bit i mean we for our last cycle of crash landing uh or the last first round of this mm-hmm. cycle which is 23, 23 yeah. uh, I had so many requests to be in it that we instead of having the standard 15 we had 18 oh, wow. and on okay. top of that we had another 9 that I'm pushing through to the next one and of the oh. 18 that did it 15 had never competed in it again oh, wow. before yeah so we've had in the like 3 years we've been doing this thing we've had like almost 200 queens oh, wow. and only 23 winners. Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah. yeah, but we've just seen so, I mean, and so many people who have done it who haven't won but have gone, like Tenderoni, mm-hmm. uh, Soju, mm-hmm. uh, Imp Queen who have gone on to do big things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't and think how do you it's manage all that? Like, do you actually <laughs> do spreadsheets and things like that, or how do you manage all these names and applicants? Uh, I mean, I do all the uh, the email. So when you send your email to like sign up, I'm mm-hmm. the one that makes sure that uh, everything is taken. But like, care how of. do you like keep it organized? I, you know, I get yelled at by Trey, who's our stage manager, <laughs> yeah. uh, matinee, but he's also uh, helps me out a lot. Also, Natasha, who's our door girl, but is uh, yeah, I like to keep lots of people who are good at logistics in my life. Yeah, <laughs> I I like. I'm organized, um, but I'm also kind of like, yeah. like everywhere all at once. It's like all in your head, yeah. right? So he's he's uh, taking everything that I book is in my phone under notes. Everything is really? in notes. Okay. And so he's helping me transition everything to Google uh, to Google Docs. Okay, so he can access it then, yeah, right? But we okay. have like all sales on every like uh, we have like. Uh, like the door counts and everything. Okay. It's all kept. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a business. So yeah. 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 No, that's but, cool because it's it's hard to balance. Your one, there's like the the art of this. Yeah. And then two, there's like just the logistics the of it. But two, like there's yeah. the business. So like to try to balance all that's you know quite difficult. Yeah. Yeah. But that's my I call it my day job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like this week, I had six days off. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I only worked, uh, yeah, I worked Saturday, and then I worked Saturday again. So I just, you know, went to the beach a bunch, and uh, just was on my phone booking shows and uh, buying, you know, plane tickets and a hotel and setting up car services and blah, 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 stuff like that. Yeah. Um, So where do you see all this going? Because, like, obviously drag is growing, and it's really exploding here in Chicago. Like, where do you think the future of drag is going? Do you think it's more in, like, the political space more in like the artistic space or all the above I think it's real I mean I've said before I think that drag queens are going to be on the cover of people in the next like five six years mm-hmm. I mean honestly I think we've just are, are we've broken into the mainstream so much mm-hmm. um yeah that it's just kind of gone past RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. um and I, I feel like at some point people might kind of like start straying away from drag race. Um, like I think yeah. we're already seeing that a yeah. little bit. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. love drag race. No shade. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I just think that the bubble is getting really big. Yeah. So, yeah. But I don't think people are ever going to stop going to like drag con. I think that that is, uh, yeah. Yeah. People are always going to go to drag. Are you going to be in New York? Um, I'm intending to be, yeah, I'm going to be there for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't go last year, but I'm excited to go this year. I went to the LA one like a year and a half ago. Yeah. That was fun. I've Uh, been to the last three in LA. Okay. Fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really fun, especially because when I first went, I was still pretty new in Dragon. I'm still new now, but like I think I was six months in or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know a ton of people, but I was just sort of like overwhelmed by seeing everything that was going on. But yeah. now it's kind of like, okay, I, I recognize a lot of the names and I'm, I'm yeah. really excited to go. The, mo- the most fun part yeah. of DragCon is just like walking through... Uh, you know, the vendors and mm-hmm. just like a teenager comes up to you and it's like, hey, can I take a picture yeah. with you? And then you're walking and then you see like Latrice Royale walk by and you're like, can I take a picture with you? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Aquaria walks by and then yeah. some Bijou Bentley and some queens you know from the internet walk by and it's just yeah. like a giant uh, meet and greet. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the fans are excited to meet the queens. Queens are meeting each other. Like yeah. you're just seeing people you only knew from the internet. Yeah. That's my favorite part. That's awesome. Yeah. And then when you are hosting your show, and not just maybe Matinee, but XYZ and all the other shows, yeah. you have all these different queens coming in. Obviously, I know you love them all, but like, do you have any like that you're just like completely starstruck by whenever they, they come in and perform? Oh, um, there's a couple that I'm like, I fangirl. I mean, I have come to love Roxy Andrews. Yes. We had her so as good. a guest more than anyone, and she is like the consummate professional. Yeah. Like, she... Uh, I love logistics, okay? And I love that when Roxy comes, it's like, you can tell everything's really organized. Like, the wig is perfectly Mm -hmm. put away, and she has, like, life hacks for everything. And Yeah, she's the drag queen's favorite drag queen. That's what she is. Yeah, Yeah. like, when you just see her do her thing, you realize that she's just, like, super organized and very, like, meticulous. And she's, like, mesmerizing on stage. She's amazing. She's so pretty. Like, just looking at her makeup is... Yeah, it's yeah. Like crazy. Um, another person who just is like so regal when you see her is Sasha Valor. Like working yeah. with her, I mean she she just kind of holds herself in such a way that it's yeah. still approachable, but she she just makes you want you just want to oogle at her. Yeah, like, yeah. I, and she's I like really her. warm and welcoming. What from yeah. what I've heard, I've never met she her. But is, like no one has a bad Sasha story. Yeah. She's just like very intelligent mm-hmm. yeah like people in the audience are asking her like oh have you been reading blah 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 and just like some intelligent book <laughs> yeah some you know like philosophy thing and i'm like oh. i have no idea and then she's like going into like bullet points <laughs> yeah <laughs> every time she talks it becomes like professor sasha <laughs> so smart that i'm kind of yeah. like you know you could be just talking gibberish but right. I'm, I'm kind of like <laughs> mesmerized you're believing it saying. right yeah, yeah. Like, sure 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 right. sure you're right you're right i yeah. read more memes than anything no. so i read and make them too mm-hmm. what was the one that uh i really right liked this week there was one, with one lady gaga dressed up as a barista oh it's lady yeah. gaga barista and she's <laughs> listen here you, and the caption is listen here you fucking twink the telephone continuation video is never gonna happen <laughs> quit asking now take your soy frappuccino and get the fuck out <laughs> See, that, that's as high as my intellectualism goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's so great. And then, uh, is there any guests that you have not had yet, but you're really gunning to have? Oh, man, I mean, you know, almost no. Yeah, <laughs> we've literally we've had a lot, had yeah. Everyone, I mean, at, at Roscoe's we've had... Have we had Aquaria in Chicago? Yeah, we've had oh, yeah, every queen yeah. uh, from the past, like, four seasons, including yeah. All-Stars. Uh, and then otherwise, like I've had a ton of Dragula girls and Camp Wanakiki girls mm-hmm. at matinee. Uh, and outside of that, I mean, with like XYZ, we bring a lot of queens from Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, almost every person that I've like wanted to have, it's yeah. been that's able a, to... That's it, a blessing, though. It is a know? blessing. And it's yeah. Chicago is very lucky that we have that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And we shouldn't take it for granted. Yeah. Uh, but What's how many places do you get to go... Like, how many places do people live that they can just go on any day of the week and see kimchi and yeah. see, you know, Naomi and see mm-hmm. Disasterina and, see, you know. Yeah, detox. Lucky. Yeah, 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 we're lucky. Another we have her. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what about the community itself? Like, what are some of your favorite things about the Chicago drag community? Um, I mean, I feel like this is something I repeat more than anything. It's like, there's yeah. just a place for everyone. Mm-hmm. There really is. I mean, yeah. and we're very lucky. And I think what we have is that you come in and whether you're you're not great at drag or you're, you're still learning or you're a pro and you've just moved here i mean you're gonna find a place that will uh will have you and yeah, yeah it's it's nice yeah we we foster the community um 
And I, I think it sounds a lot more lovey-dovey like yeah. when we say it out loud. Like, it just sounds so kumbaya yeah, when we say it out loud. Everyone. Yeah, like, if you listen to our podcast, yeah. um, the tea, it's, like, just us being, like, everyone has a place. Every But, you know, when you see it in action, you just come to a show and you just see yeah. one of every version of what you want to see. There's lots of diversity. There's just everything's kind of being appreciated under the same roof and yeah. that's a very Chicago thing and that's what's going to propel us to the future. Yeah, it's fun because you can have a performance where it's like a church lady doing yeah. her best church life yeah. then the next one could be like an atheist zombie Jesus yeah. and it's like yeah. totally okay. Lay- like Layla no one's queen bad, yeah. doing her Daria yes. and then yeah and then Savannah Westbrook doing uh, Glamour Passion Girl yeah, yeah doing uh, Hate on Me Haters yeah. by uh, Jill Scott and yeah. then yeah I think I mean that's always been my especially with matinee that's always been what I thought was very important I I want everyone, I don't know, I don't want to be able to look out into the audience and see one person who hasn't been satisfied. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to be able to come with any type of taste, whether that be super minimal, like you you don't know much about drag and you just want to be entertained, or if you are the biggest Drag Race fan ever, or if you're the biggest Dragula fan ever, or if you like church music. Like, (laughs) I want you to come and go, this one's the one for me. I think that is really important. Um, that's why we don't do a ton of like theme nights at matinee. Yeah. You know, like, I like the idea that our thing is a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think when you have that, you allow people to appreciate things that they didn't necessarily come expecting to appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as your shows goes, what are some of the things that you feel like are underappreciated or like you may like put a lot of work into and maybe the audience doesn't know about? Um, plot twist is like my baby and uh-huh. I break even on that every, every time. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. like, yeah. Cr- um, like crash landing and drag matinee are, are like our temple. Solid. Yeah. yeah. They, they kind of like are uh, yeah, they they just are mm-hmm. like every week. It's gonna make money. It's yeah. gonna be really good. And plot twist is uh, the third uh, Monday of every month, and um, it's usually uh, Tenderoni, uh, uh, Angie Chan, Bambi Banks, and it's like yeah. uh, there's a, a halftime show, and the girls come compete. And yeah, we usually I usually break even on that. I don't know if people yeah. know that. I don't know if it's yeah. smart business for me to say so. But the, the other shows pretty much keep that show up. Like okay. if that was my only show, it wouldn't exist. But uh, it's been it's been doing better and better. But uh, I do it because it's just like something for the kids. To, uh, you know, it's yeah. another option for people who uh, want to do the halftime. And show. And it's a challenge and, too, right? Even for yeah. the, the booked performers because. Yeah. That, I mean, it's called different. plot twist for yeah. a reason, and so it, they're always telling a story, yeah. right? It gets a good crowd, but yeah. it's not like a Saturday crowd or like a crash landing yeah. crowd, which is like out the door. It's just like a, a a good group of like you know seventy to ninety people who like really yeah. like drag on a Monday, and yeah, it's just so like it's just- a very giggly drag show it's very loose it happens on the floor on the dance floor where the other ones usually happen um, on the stage so it just has a totally different vibe and the people who come to it are like really culty about it they're obsessed but yeah it just doesn't really get its like dues but yeah. I, you know i i kind of like it for that yeah that it's kind of culty yeah, yeah it's definitely. like our dirty little cousin who just like, <laughs> she's just like oh this thing like the joke is always like uh, well the show's yeah. still fucking here surprise so come yeah. back next month we hope it'll be here we have no promises i don't know figure it out That's but funny. yeah but it, that show very much yeah. is like when i started it really reminds me of like what got us on the map like when I started doing Trinicus Most Wanted at Scarlet, when it first started like six years ago, I mean, there would be a different theme. The theme was like pizza, cats, like just (laughs) outer space. It was just stupid, but we would pack the place. And that was where Kim and Trixie and Shay and blah, blah, blah. I've said it a million times. But that's where uh, we all started doing like weird drag and it kind of helped us all, uh, uh, you know, yeah. make our names as like not pageant girls. <laughs> Which, you know, we yeah. still love the pageant girls, but in a in a scene that was dominated by pageant girls, it, it helped us be like the weird offshoot. Yeah, yeah. And then for your other shows, for yeah. like X Y Z and Drag Matinee, how much time do you put into actually casting 
that cast. I put a lot of time. I don't think people. I and that's a, another thing is like the category that I say is my day job. Like mm-hmm. I don't just look at a show and go, okay, got it. I'm gonna send all these messages and ask yeah. all these people to do the it's, show because I had done that in the beginning, and then you realize like not everyone that you ask can do it. So I usually start with like diversity to make sure yeah. it's when you come to one of my shows, you're gonna see a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I start booking a show, I make sure that we handle that first. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I don't want you to come to a show and just see all white girls, yeah. all, all yeah. pageant girls, all whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I kind of like look far into the future mm-hmm. and just start kind of piecing it together. Um, because you know, half the time you ask people, they have other shows going on. So you got to kind of do it piece by piece by piece. So yeah. one show could take me two days to put together, mm-hmm. uh, a month down the line, or sometimes there'll be a show that took me like, three months to piece together just because I was trying to make sure all the other shows were balanced out yeah. too. Yeah. So. so what do you think as, as a host, cause that is, you are like a full time drag mm-hmm. host. Yeah. Um, what do you think makes a good host then? I think that, uh, something that people don't realize that a good host needs is the ability to shut the fuck up. Mm. I think that, it's yeah. to step back. Yeah. yeah. I think I see the host as the glue. So you're putting together a, a project, right? Say you've got a, 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 a dinosaur that you're putting together. Yeah. Always prehistoric. Right. <laughs> Say you're putting together oh, a, a puzzle and, and you, uh, and you just need to like glue the pieces together. Well, the host is the glue. So sometimes I think a host thinks they need to just pour glue all over the whole fucking thing. So anytime oh. you get the the anxiety that the audience isn't like responding to you, you just keep talking. Going, come on, guys, come on. Yeah. No, the strength of any show is that there are drag queens that are sparkly, loud. There's lights going on. They're shiny. Yeah. That's the strength of the show. And where I come in is at the very last beat of the song, I go, make some noise. Yeah. For so you're just kind of continuing that energy. And then, uh, yeah, you're really just piecing together the show. Yeah. You should not be talking for over a minute and a half. Like, I don't think so. Uh, that's my personal mm-hmm. thing yeah. I shoot for. Uh, unless you were just really on one and the audience is following yeah. you. But nine out of 10 times, uh, yeah, you just keep it smooth. So keep it moving. Yeah. yeah. I always say like in the, instance that I'll have like a co-host or something, I'll say, okay, we have 14 numbers in a matinee because we have seven girls to do two numbers each, right? So for the first four numbers, I start out the show by saying, uh, have you ever been here? Here's where the smoking section is. Here's uh, where to pee standing up. Here's where to pee sitting down. Uh, and uh, please tip the drag queens because they live horrible lives and it's important that you give them money. <laughs> Let's get it started. So, yeah. and everyone, everyone take a big step up. Get up, get yeah. up, get up. That, those I think are really important things. Make sure yeah. the audience is engaged. They're standing forward. They know what their objectives are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for me, as an audience member, I want, I, I go and I want to be told what my experience is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Take out money. This is what's normal. Take out the money. Tip the girls. If you like it, cheer. How are you guys feeling tonight? Woo! No, yeah. I said, how are you feeling tonight? Woo! Okay. Like, <laughs> you, you have to train them. Train yes. them. Train yeah. them. So for the first four numbers, you're kind of ingraining into them what you're expecting yeah. from them. And uh, uh, and then after that, you just kind of let the, the show kind of like rolls downhill after yeah. that easy. So you're th- the first like four or five numbers are where I'm really just trying to moment to moment to yeah. momentum. Teach people what to do, get them engaged, make sure they're not in the back talking the whole time. Yeah. So well, yeah. You clearly put thought into this. Oh, so. that's all I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm like very uh, obsessed uh, over hosting. It's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And, and I like to teach other people how to do it because I think that there really is a science to it. I think that anyone yeah. can learn to be like a very good host. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very simple, simple job job that requires a very little talking like, if you do it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and like a lot of intention too. Yeah, like intention. every word you use yeah. needs to be for there for a reason. Yeah. And there, yeah. And you need to tell the audience what you want from them. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people don't realize that is that people go in and they're nervous. I mean, I go yeah. into a show and I don't want to, you know, I, I just want to like join the experience. Yeah. So when I go in, tell me what I'm supposed to be doing, buying yeah. drinks from the bar, 
tipping the drag queens, moving up close to the stage, yeah. and then, you know, the rest of it, you just ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you may be repeating some of this here, but a, a lot of queens, like, their goal is to get their own show. And they don't realize how much work their own show is. is. And money. Because it just sounds like, oh, it's my show, I get that. And then they begin doing the work. politics and social, like, Mm -hmm. chess playing. Exactly. So I was going to say, what are some of your tips, even though you've kind of been giving some of them, but what are some tips if you're going to start a show? I think when you start a show, I think one of the, the, well, I'll just say it, yeah, one of the dumbest things that people do is they start a show, and the first guests that they have are their friends. Yeah. I think that you have oh. to think very intelligently. I mean, when I host a show or when I'm booking a show, I want it to, like I said, have a diverse cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it to fill a bunch of spaces. Some girls don't have a ton of online following, but they're really good performers. Yeah. Some girls aren't the best performers, but they have a good online following. Yeah. Some girls are more social in the scene, so you know people just want to come visit them. Yeah. Um, maybe there's some girl who's brand new and she's just trying it out, and and people can really cheer for her. Yeah. Um, think of the like storyline of that, right? Yeah. From show to show, how people can like follow your performers. Um, but I think that if you're doing like a hey, if you book me, I'll book you thing, I think yeah. that is a trap, and I think that you will both be not benefiting your shows because you're not thinking of the people of the hundred people that are coming to watch your show you're not thinking about them you're thinking about how I can put money in someone else's pocket they can put it in mine I think that is just bad business yeah. and it, it will be seen on your bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, it's only thinking about your pocket. Yeah. You know? Cause and you're like, and it's, it's myopic cause you're looking like what two weeks in advance. I'm yes. going to get a booking. Yeah. But like what about two years from yeah. now? Like how are you going to create and you're, that? And you're thinking, cause a lot of times there are people who'd be like, come on, book me. Hey, let me, you know, like you're kind of like appeasing someone sometimes like, yeah. uh, or you're just trying to get people off your back. Oh yeah. She's yeah. my sister. She's my friend. I got to throw her in there. That's irrelevant. Yeah. That is irrelevant. And I think the audience and the other queens will respect you more when you have put together a really good balanced show because they see that your bottom line is to just think about the audience and not about yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. That, to me, is a really important thing. I hate when yeah. I go to a show and I just have to hear, she's yeah. my sister. She started two weeks ago. She's my best friend and my sister. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. but what are her other credentials? Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. want to, like, I came here to, like, tip her. And yeah. I came here to, like, see a fabulous show. And I'm, like, frustrated. <laughs> I think one of my, uh, I don't know if pet peeves is the right word, but, like, when people make the show about them, Absolutely. I think that is just when you're going to nosedive. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, when they've got, like, the host is, like, the giant right in the well, front. that's kind of me. That's right. Me. That's very much me. Yeah. Okay, it's a little different with you, okay? I'm saying when you're it's, starting your very yeah, first show, and they're like they're at like McGee's, you know, bar and grill, yeah. and they're they're like, it's me, and then like yeah. no one comes out, and you're like, well, that's because you had like yourself and one other person, yeah. like you didn't put into thought about like why an audience would come for this. You yeah, it's a good one. The yeah, motive like, behind yeah, the I always think about that motivation on behalf of the audience. Yes, yeah. yeah, and like when I would first start, I would always for me it's more important than anything to have a good audience yeah i want to have a show with a good audience so yeah it would be like two days before the show yes yes we just (laughs) popped open a bottle i hope you heard that noise it would be like uh, (laughs) a a, a day or two before the show and i would send a message to like 20 30 of my friends and go girl we're having a show tomorrow like you should come it's so fun and the more you do that you just get your friends in the habit of things not everyone's gonna see your facebook page yeah um but, uh, yeah, you, you just got to kind of train your friends and, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and yeah, don't just expect that people are going to come Yeah, and, and think on behalf of the promoters, think on behalf of the bar. Is it a, are, is what you're doing financially reasonable for them? Yeah. Like you can't just go, but we're having so much fun over here. And, and I'm like, right. okay, well, let me show you my, my yeah. statistics. <laughs> I have lost a hundred dollars <laughs> so you can have fun. So do yeah. you want to book another cast or you know what I mean like pay me a hundred dollars yeah yeah so you you have to think on behalf of the bar yeah absolutely um and the audience so yeah yeah that's my advice cool yeah all right well hey we're gonna take a quick break and then when we come back we're gonna talk about our trending topics we saw on the internet this week all right we'll be right back hey Chicago this is Johnny McGovern of 
Hey, Queen. And you're listening to Thoughts and Shares. Be sure to head over to Hey, Queen TV and check out our fabulous interviews with all your favorite LGBT icons and RuPaul's Drag Race Queens. And don't forget to follow us everywhere at Hey, Queen TV. Enjoy the show. Cheers. We uh, refilled cocktails. I had this yeah. wonderful iced coffee. Miss Dakota, who made you that iced that you Irish did. iced coffee? You did. Yeah, because you're the intern. You got the coffee. I I'm am. So bougie. <laughs> you know, right. Spoiler alert: You just put a shot of everything in there, fill it with ice, and top it with coffee. There's less coffee than everything else in that. Yeah, that's yeah. saying this That's is how you mostly, make it like she's a light, light tan coffee. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's a sandy blonde. Yeah. So I realized before we get into the trending topics, I wanted to point out one of my favorite like uh, hosting tips that you do really well and that's to actually walk around and talk to the audience before yeah. and after the show. Yeah. You make a point to do this, right? I think it's important. Yeah, I try to go out 10 minutes before the show and go to everyone in the audience and go, hey guys, how you doing tonight? We're going to start in about 5 or 10 minutes uh, and sometimes you do a picture, sometimes you don't, but yeah. it just really helps to set the tone that this is a friendly space yeah. and by the time you make it up on stage then people already like you mm -hmm. um, and that's really all I want as an only child so yeah. um, I just, <laughs> right, just to yeah. be loved. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, it really helps break the ice because I think a lot of people do think uh, whether they want to admit it or not that drag queens are scary, right? So yeah. if you go up and you go, this is, we're we're good witches, you yeah. know, like it, it, it just kind of like makes them yeah. uh, loosen up a little. So mm. yeah, I try to do that to everyone. And then after the show, I try to stick around. Hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Usually people will buy you shots if you do that. So that's nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. In Montreal, yes. that works. Oh, absolutely. You're right. So you I, can't tip in Montreal because all the dollar bills are coins. Yeah. This in the UK is the same too. Yeah. See, so yeah. I have a shot afterwards. Yeah, yeah, so I performed at Cabaret Madeau there, and it was fun. After the show, they would just shot, shot, shot. So like, oh, yes. this is great. Everybody. Right. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. I performed with this girl named Patience Eau Claire in, in South Bend on Friday, and she would, like, think of the most shots you've ever ordered in your life and yeah. double it. Oh. Because literally, at one point, I saw the bartender line up 10 glasses. I'm like... Wow, this is crazy. And then she set up a second line of 10. <gasps> she bought 20 shots at once for herself, for anyone who wanted them. Mm. I mean, she had like a, she had an unlimited bar tab and she still had a $200 bad bar yeah. tab. So that's, love your patience, but you want crazy bitch. That's but, like yeah. that <laughs> game in college we used to play, like the power hour. Yeah. You yeah. Do a yeah. Shot, like, Which is just a it was, terrible idea. Where it's like the playlist <laughs> changes every minute and you do a shot. Yeah. Or when you play Thunderstruck. I've never played that. What's that? You listen to that. I think it's Ace. It's Kiss. Or oh, something. AC, the Thunderstruck. And whenever right. it's Thunderstruck, you 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 chug until the next Thunderstruck oh, is. God. And then there's like a there's like a two minute guitar solo after one of the Thunderstrucks that I always. You have to chug the whole time. Yeah. So <laughs> oh we were drinking gosh. Natty Light. Natty back Light. Then, I was just gonna say, you know, yes. it's fucking. We Natty were drinking yeah. Natty Absolutely Light drink. back then, Henny. Ugh, I love that. Uh, perfect segue into talking about your your podcast. Yeah. Have you felt that like as a drag host that that skill translates to hosting a podcast? Do you feel like they're very different? I feel like I'm still finding my uh, footing with the the tea, um, but I, th I that's something that I really enjoy. Yeah, I like feeling it out and especially Lucky Stiff is a great co-host and uh, we've had a lot of good friends yeah we just on. had them on the show like I think two weeks ago yeah, they were amazing. amazing so how long have you been doing the tea now like two months or uh, well yeah two months but we were only doing uh, shows like once a month and now we're going to be twice monthly and then we're going to do well I don't know if I can announce it yet but we're going to okay. start adding some more things in there Ooh, but okay. we're going to be a regular podcast yeah we, we stopped working great. with uh, the center on hall set because they stopped <coughs> um, answering um uh, messages because they uh, ch changed hands as far as promotions and, and I don't know what's going on. Over yeah. There. Anyways, we found it to be easier to do it on our own and not have to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did like but, having the live audience though, and when it started, we just did. Uh, it was just a panel, um, and they last minute were like, "We're gonna tape it." Um, but yeah, I'm really yeah. enjoying it. Cool. Uh, it's informational. It's cool to hear other people's stories about drag, how they got into it, how yeah. they do it day to day, and. Um, yeah, yeah, because it differs from our show in the way that like this is like we generally talk about RuPaul or yeah. like whatever trending is going on or about to talk about trending topics. So I like that there's a distinction because your show is very much like interview a drag queen and like yeah. what's it like for Bambi and what's it like for Cat's Ass and yeah, your it's really cool guests. to hear how people 
got to where they are yeah. and mm-hmm. the weird twists and turns that take you there. Yeah. 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 Now, being on the other side, when you were on Hey Queen, you weren't the host. You were the interviewee. Yes. What was that like? Uh, it was fabulous. I mean, yeah. we you filmed the thing over like three hours. Oh, really? Yeah. It's oh, a wow. very Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, well, it's, you're not filming the whole time. I mean, you take breaks and then it's like you have to take a picture with Lady Red and then another one and then one with Johnny and then one with Johnny and Lady Red and then mm-hmm. a solo promo and then mm-hmm. you have to go, thanks Damn. for following the Patreon. Uh, follow us on blah, blah, blah. Thank you. The next video is available here. Uh, click here. Like, you have to do so a lot of that produced, stuff. So it's very produced, right? Yeah, oh, you're yeah very they like... have everything they want you to do. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a blast. I, uh, I fucking loved Hey Queen. I, like, studied hardcore for Hey Queen. I, like, nice. planned out all the questions they were going to ask me, and I, like, studied yeah. them on the airplane. Like, I had I had even... It, I, this is so nerdy. I don't even know if I should admit it, but I had, like, said to myself... I feel like Oprah, the secret. I'm like, <laughs> like, I want to be on Hey Queen. So I just sent a message and said, Hey, guys, I'm, like, planning on coming. Can I come? Oh, cool. And, and they yes. said, they said, yeah, let's make it happen. How about this day? So I planned my trip, went and visited some friends. And from that second, I literally just wrote down like all the things that I like to talk about that I, that's from mm-hmm. Chicago and things yeah. I want to promote. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like studied it, which I think you should do if you are someone who's talking in a microphone a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So I went on there and was like, these are the things that I have to push. I want to make sure yeah. that I talked about like, not just our modern Chicago, but like yeah. Chicago's like pageant roots and stuff like that yeah yeah. were you happy with the outcome and like the final episode yeah Yeah. i mean it's you know at the yeah like you know you can go on and get like a ton of followers and stuff but i was like this is a really good promotional tool for me for people who have never heard me speak they only know me from the internet like you know there are people who watch youtube uh that don't necessarily like follow me on instagram and hear my voice yeah they get to hear me talk they get to hear me talk about drag and my friends and yeah yeah that's cool that's so cool yeah i had such a good time yeah well you i'm happy to talk about myself i'm so happy to talk about myself so am i but now we're gonna move (laughs) on to trending topics Mm. so casey what did we see on the internet this week oh golly (laughs) the first thing you know in these troubled times, we need something that will make everyone far and wide connect with one another. Yes. Most recent thing, everyone has heard Drake in my feelings. Oh, yes. The What's song. wrong with this? <laughs> now there, the dance challenge, the Drake in my feelings <laughs> dance challenge, dominating the internet and putting people in danger. Wait, so these there's like this dance yes. that came about. Yeah. So... <laughs> Drake released like a 20 Drake pulled a Beyonce again and released an album 25 songs and then like in my feelings wasn't supposed to be like the bop that it became yeah but this social influencer on YouTube named Shiggy just did and and he's like yeah you know I was just listening to the song and I did like some improv dance moves to it he blew up and that turned viral and other people were recreating the dance moves as well to the point where like Will Smith made like oh, this wow. cinematic video of him doing it on oh, a rooftop. Really? <laughs> it really? is fantastic. This is taking over the And at the first world. I was like, can Will Smith even dance? But I was like, um yeah, he used to have a rap yeah. career. Of course he can dance yeah. and I'm an idiot. Mm, I bought his album so back hard. in the day. But <laughs> Isn't, isn't the tea that he's on the down low? That is the tea on the down low. And right. so is Jada, right? Right, Jada. yeah, that they're both gay. And they're just... I mean, are they Scientologists, aren't they? Are they? I don't know, but she was one of the best parts of Girls Trip besides yeah. Tiffany She was. I, have you seen Girls Trip? Oh, I love oh, it. When she, watch it twice. When she, so her good. grapefruiting fail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she we needed two grapefruit bitch. Two peas, <laughs> two peas on the people. Yes. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> back, the car back on the road. Yeah, though. sorry. So, so it, it blew up to the point where Drake like released the video and featured Shiggy, the um, influencer, and the dance moves. And you you told us this, Tranica. And he cut him like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something. I don't yeah. know. No, it was two fifty. Yeah, he cut mm-hmm. him that oh money, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is fabulous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As a thank you, basically. And well, yeah, I'm sure that he's yeah. making money off of it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's already making money. But like, so. There's a lot with every trend. There's the fail videos and people are like doing. Okay. So so for some reason people are getting out of their cars, doing the dance, get back in the car. People are also getting hit by cars while doing this. <laughs> I saw a girl try to get back in the car and just like roll out. Yes. And like, oh, no. Or she got like, she fl- flung the door open, stepped out and got hit by the door. Oh my and God. so to the point where I'm looking at right now, Shiggy urges people to 
be safe when doing In My Feelings <laughs> Challenge. He went on Gosh. CBS to say <gasps> that. Are you serious? Yes. And like governments a- are saying, do not do this in a moving vehicle. That, that is was a, like the ice bucket challenge when people were just like dropping challenge. entire like yeah. drums of like ice water <laughs> on their heads. And they're like shocked when they go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. Oh, that is uh, so but, funny. And and you know, on another note, I feel like that speaks to just the power that we the fans have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, because it, it wasn't used, like going to be the single, right? No, it wasn't. Like, this was just one of the twenty-five songs. Exactly. It used to be where you released an album, you you told us what songs to like. Yeah. Yeah. But now we have all of these tools at our fingertips to really propel the public opinion, and like yeah. so, it's kind of like more like a power to the people. And I feel like that's. You know, it might sound small, but it's really important in this time where I personally Mm -hmm. see things happening on a national level that horrify me and I feel so helpless to make a lot of stuff happen. But this is one small way they can come together and just infuse our lives with the joy that we need. Democracy is like crumbling, but this is like the the (laughs) slimmer of hope that like maybe democracy could work through social media. Maybe. Maybe if we had, if we, if a meme (laughs) ran for president, bitch, I'd knock on door for that shit. I posted that today because like literally the first 30 minutes it was like sunshine was out. I was feeling good. And then I looked at the TV and there was Donald Trump. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot he was president. (laughs) And then it was like the first 30 minutes of the day were great and then it's just been down yes. since so so that's you know happy feel good yeah. and please don't injure yourself because you want to make a yeah. 30 second trendy clip I'm waiting for a drag performance of this someone has to do it oh yeah uh, Tenderoni did it, did one uh, and it started going like mildly viral amongst <gasps> queens and stuff but oh, this I happened just, actually yesterday yeah, too, yeah. yeah yeah well yeah, did the my king did the kiki love it kiki do you love me? <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I have yes. a restaurant recommendation for everyone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What four-star establishment are you pushing? <laughs> so it is actually three and a half out of five stars on Yelp. Oh, the Taco okay. Bell Cantina has opened oh. in the loop on oh, wait, it's open? in Chicago. It is open. You can go there. Oh, I didn't know you this. can enjoy the exact same menu as any other Taco Bell, <laughs> but it's a keto. No. <laughs> it's neato. Neato. Okay. <laughs> you can enjoy the exact same gut-busting food as any other Taco Bell drive-thru. But, yes. but they serve booze and the decor is slightly elevated. Okay. Ooh, so it's but, basically a Chipotle kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But <laughs> I think you know, but I love that they're like dressing it up. They're like it's like putting lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if anyone just needs to, you know, travel that far to get booze at a Taco Bell. Where in the loop is it? You can go to 407 <laughs> South Dearborn Street. Between Van Buren Street and Congress Parkway. Oh, okay. You can also take, take the brown, red, pink, and blue line to get there, and it is located near the Harold Washington Library. Are paid by Taco Bell to do that? Right. <laughs> Our no, sponsor, if, if A anything, Queen and Taco if Bell. If anything, I'm the one who's paying Taco Bell to let me to do it. <laughs> but um. yes, so... In my world, that's a trending topic. Uh, that's very exciting. Yes. So. Well, um, you know... Before we come to the end of the show, we still have our thought of the week. And this particular one I'm excited about because they are extra thoughty. And I think Tranica knows who they are, but I don't know if you do, Casey. Their name, get out your phones on Instagram. Their name is Josh Antony. Oh, Josh. J O S H A N T N E Y. You can clearly see his penis in these purple underwear. Yeah, that is where Stole my the line I looked at that first. My... You can see his gonzo nose. Ooh, girl, uh, hi. Praise the Lord. Yeah. The pick of Let's the litter. be the fruit. He's a big old bottom, though. God, may the Lord open. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently she does open. Uh, yeah, so follow Josh. Not only are they sweet, they're a big supporter of the drag shows. They Aww. come out. And they look um, good in flannel. They do. They look so cute yeah. in flannel. Look at that black denim. But they, uh, we're going to post photos on our Instagram, which is TAS Podcast. Some extra thotty photos that aren't on their Instagram. So if you want to see Josh naked, follow TAS Podcast. But Ooh, you can also sorry, follow... Guys. Josh Antony. So. That Insta story, though. Oh, he's got a ball gag. Ooh, she's gagged. She's a dick pig. <laughs> I know her. Oh, so yeah, that's Josh. He's great. Super cute. 
Thank you, Josh, for existing in this capacity. (laughs) All right, so uh, we're almost coming to the end of the episode, but this is almost a silly question. But, Tranica, where can we find you on social? (laughs) You can find me on social media at TranicaRex, T-R-A-N-N-I-K-R-E-X, on Instagram and uh, Facebook and all the other ones. Uh, Does anyone use Snapchat? Fuck Snapchat. No, Um, fuck Snapchat. We have Insta I liked it until the remodel or whatever they did. And then they did that thing with Rihanna, and I was like, no. No, bye. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you can find me, uh, at, uh, Drag Matinee every Saturday at Berlin at 1030, uh, Crash Landing, our amateur show, uh, amateur-ish show, uh, <laughs> every first and third Monday of the month at 1030 at Berlin. Also, Plot Twist, uh, which is still around against all odds, yeah. uh, the third <laughs> Monday of every month. Also, yeah. XYZ is the first Sunday of every month at Roscoe's. We always have special guests. Um, and I'm in Milwaukee uh, once a month for uh, Rex would see Rex. W-R-E-X. And I think that's all the things. And then Casey, where can we find you on social? KDOT runs this. So cute, K dot. Mm-hmm. That was your nickname. It still is, right? It was <laughs> very first day moving of college. I dropped my television, and so I was like, "Oh, K dot." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> why?" Done. Because my it's like K dot C dot's initials, K C. Oh god. So it's K dot. <laughs> But what does the TV dropping have to do with really it? Really doesn't roll off the tongue at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I TV think it's dropping cute. happened because it happened. Okay, okay, cool. Well, and then, uh, of course, I'm Dakota Conduct on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Dakota underscore Conduct. I'm really trying to use it again. I used to be big into Twitter, and then I gave up on it. I so. love Twitter. But I'm bringing it back. I'm trying to. You've, like, single-handedly inspired me to, like, try oh, to use Twitter more. Twitter. Really. Follow uh, Auntie Chan on Twitter. She's fucking so hilarious. Yeah. She's just, like, a living meme, and she's, yeah, <gasps> she's one of my favorite parts of Twitter. So next week, we are having some out-of-towners on the show. No way. We've got road tripping drag queens, Gina Tonic, yes. and Vivian Gabor are going to be on the show. I can't wait. I love Vivian them. is from Seattle, and Gina's from New York, and they're mm-hmm. doing, like, a road trip across the country. They're going to be in Chicago for three days. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do an episode together. I'm really excited for That's them. That's going to be fantastic. And then I think that brings us to the end of the episode. So Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tranika, for being here. Yeah, well, never right. again. Never again. It's never over. Again. <laughs> thank you for having me. Absolutely. Go fuck yourself. Get the ah. fuck out. Get the fuck out. I'm over Maybe the for right. I'm leaving. the retrospective. Right. Yeah. So we always end what our show. What went wrong? Where did it go right. wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was episode 38. Yeah, exactly. I remember it fondly. We had our 38th favorite track coming on, and things really took a turn. Yeah. It's just all downhill after this. So so we always say our little ending saying, which is keep us in your thoughts. So raise a glass and all together, keep us in your thoughts. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to Thoughts and Shares. If you liked the show, please help support us by liking us on Facebook at our page, Thoughts and Shares, subscribing on Apple Podcasts, also under Thoughts and Shares, or following us on Instagram at TAS Podcast. Your support means everything to us. Thanks again, and see you next time. Let me